0: this is marissa meyer and this is delaney and this is sloan
1: and you're listening to the prince kai fan pod yep. hello welcome to another episode of the prince kai fan pod a marissa meyer book club podcast where captain is king marissa is queen and i am your host bethany finger today is brought to you by Rampion crew patron supporters thank you Please welcome two of my Rampian Crew patron supporters, Becca and Olivia. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Please <Okay>. be here. <laughs> so let's start with discussing your Marissa Meyer origin story, like how you found her books and um, maybe you have like a favorite book or character. Olivia, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so I read the Lunar
0: Chronicles back in high school. I think winter had not come out yet at that point. Um so I remember reading them then. Really liked them. And then I think during the pandemic I reread them again. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this series is so good." Um and then I proceeded to read the rest of Marissa Meyer's books. Um And then I found this podcast through Marissa Myers' podcast. Actually, (laughs) Uh, yeah, actually, was it was a comment on a, I think it was a Pinterest post about the 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 Lunar
1: Chronicles. Uh, I'm on Pinterest. Oh my goodness, (laughs) I did not have that information. Yeah. They're like, yeah,
0: Marissa answered this question on her podcast episode or whatever. I was like, ooh, I gotta go listen. Yeah, and book podcasts are my favorite. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I gotta go listen to the Prince Kai fan pod. (laughs) And then here we are. (laughs) Um, Let's see, favorite character? Do you have one? Oh my goodness, it depends.
1: Or maybe a favorite ship. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, a definitely, of <laughs> definitely a Cinder and Kai ship. I love them. Um, but I love all of them, but they're probably my favorite. So, yeah.
1: Okay, Miss Becca, tell us your origin story.
2: Yes. Um, So I remember in middle school going um, to my local public library just looking for a book, and I saw the beautiful Cinder cover, and it was just so intriguing. So I was like, oh, let me read that. I read it, and I was like, oh, this is really good, but I'm not sure if Scarlet had come out yet. Um, So eventually I find the series again, read Cinder, read Scarlet, and by the time Cress was preparing to come out, I was hooked. Like I remember when Crest came out, it, it snowed here at my house, and so we were out of school for a week and I just rushed through that book so fast.
3: Oh, um, I yeah. love that.
2: <laughs> so I've been around a while, I guess. Um and so I love the Lunar Chronicles as it came out, read it. Um I read Renegades, the first Renegades book. Um
3: mm-hmm.
2: and kind of like I forgot about the series for a while until I came across your podcast, actually, Bethany. Um, I was just looking through, um, I was on Spotify, I think, and I was like, you know, I know they have, like, Harry Potter podcast and Twilight podcast, and I wonder if they have anything, like, on the Lunar Chronicles, and I look it up, and they do, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing, and so... um, about a year and a half ago, I guess, I just, like, rushed through all the episodes, like, on 2.5 speed, just listening That's to them like, all.
1: no <laughs> idea how happy that makes me, because <laughs> the whole reason I started the podcast is because I loved these Harry Potter and Twilight podcasts that I listened to, and I was constantly searching for Alien or Chronicles 1, wondering why there wasn't one yet. And I, mm-hmm. I just, like, I just decided to make one since nobody else was doing it. Yeah, um, we really appreciate that.
3: Yeah, happy that makes
1: me. <laughs> like, the whole reason I started is, is is why you started listening to it. So, yeah, you just made me very happy.
2: Good, good. Yeah. Um, and from listening to your podcast, I got back into Marissa Meyer's book. So I've read the entire Renegades trilogy. I loved it. I've Yay! read all of her books books, I think some of the short stories, and I think one of the graphic novels I haven't read yet, but
1: yeah, yeah,
2: um Do you have and,
1: a favorite character and or book or ship or anything like that?
2: um, Cress will always be near and dear to my heart. um I love Cress, I love Thorn, um when he came onto the scene, I was like, oh yes <laughs> i I like him a lot. But I feel like I relate the most probably to Cinder.
1: So Cinder is also mm-hmm. very in my heart. I love that so much. I'm like super smiley right now. Okay, let's talk about some <laughs> Fan Art Friday. Neither one of these fan arts have a lot to do with our chapters. I'm just going to throw that out there right off the bat. But I have been waiting for permission to get these fan art pictures for a very long time. And so when I finally got the approval, I was like, you know what? We're just going to share it. because. I've been waiting for the first one since we covered it on the podcast, which would have been like three and a half years ago. So this first one is from Court Makes. So so to start off, I have to say thank you a whole bunch to both of these artists for finally getting back to me and being like, yeah, sure, that's totally fine. Um, So the first one is from Court Makes underscore art. It is from Cinder, and it's from... The elevator scene, which just, oh, uh, I'm like so, so good even <laughs> just thinking about the elevator scene. <sighs> I'm like swooning just looking at it. What do you, what do you guys emotionally feel looking at this artwork? Uh, I mean, I'm
0: Kai so... will always make me swoon. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, I am cheesing hard right now looking at this picture.
1: <laughs> she's in heart I love it Uh, okay so I want to start with my favorite thing about this whole pod this whole art is just Kai's appearance I never it's very difficult to picture Kai right because he's Mm -hmm. kind of given a generic explanation of constantly like he's so gorgeous because he's got like dark hair and he's tall or relatively tall and it's like I mean You told me he's gorgeous, so I believe you that he's good-looking, but you haven't given me, like, a lot of descriptors. So I really enjoy this art because he's kind of—I think, to me, I don't remember his exact height, but to me, Kai's, like, 5'10". He's, like, right in the middle of average. Um, But here he's got, like, broad shoulders. I love his, like, hair falling in his face. I love his, like, strong jaw, and his, his facial expression is so serene, and yet you see Cinder's, like, brow kind of furrowed. Like, she's very confused by what's happening. Because of course she is. Right? Because in that chapter she was like, whoa. What, what is happening? What is happening?
0: Is this my life? What? Is this a joke?
3: <laughs>
2: I love it. The way he's leaning into her, too. Uh. Yes!
1: Uh so much spooning okay so let's swoon some more the next one is by melon draws in the l l e n draws i found i think what made it so difficult was that i found it on pinterest so i had to like backtrack it and then i reached out to the person on tumblr only to realize that their tumblr was like inactive for like two years yeah days, i actually I, to, call, like... I actually
0: follow melon draws and
1: their, yeah,
0: Their Instagram account was hacked, so they is had to create a it? new one.
1: Yeah, they had to create okay. a new one. Okay, yeah, I've been really waiting sad. for this one for, like, a year, I think. So I'm really glad that they were able to gain control of their artwork and content again. Um, not just for my selfish reasons of wanting this artwork, but because I know how horrible it is when that happens to people. Mm-hmm. But, <sighs> more sweating. Okay, so this <laughs> one is... <laughs> Scarlett and Wolf, I think this is their first kiss on the train. Um, I love so many things about this. First of all, I love Scarlett's curly hair. I love when that can mm-hmm. be depicted as drawing because it's very difficult. I love her freckles. I feel like a lot of times they put their freckles, like, on her cheeks but nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that our girl is, is covered in freckles, so I love that. I love that both of them have, like, flushed cheeks, like they both have. Um, They're both, like, blushing in this moment, and I love, love, love Wolf cupping her face that way, because it's just, he's so, uh, like, he's so violent and scary and rough, and this, like, just big, burly, I will break a butterfly by accident person, but with her, he can, he just forces himself to be as gentle as he possibly can be, especially because, like, his natural default is gentle, like, they changed him Mm -hmm. into into Mm something else. I love that trope.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. What do you guys think of this artwork? Oh, I just,
0: I just love them. <laughs> Definitely, lots of swooning. It's very mm-hmm. good. We yeah, just
1: got two good swoons this this yes. episode. Like to start us off in a great mood for these chapters. So Patreon members got to vote. Oh, sorry, I skipped the scene. Um, <laughs> you can follow both of these artists on Instagram and Tumblr. Court Makes Art is also on DeviantArt and Pinterest. You can find their artwork with their tags in the show notes of this episode on the Prince Kai Fan Pod website and on the Prince Kai Fan Pod Instagram. Patreon members got to vote for chapter titles. 75 is Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Chapter 76 is Revolution by The Score, and Chapter 77 is Only the Young by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Let's talk about Chapter 78. We're doing three chapters this episode, and the reason for that is because I feel like they all sort of take place in the same scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if this were an episode of a TV show, it would be these three chapters would be one episode. hmm yeah. So that's why they're put together. So last week we left off. Kai was helping Kress um, so she could hack into the system and release the video of Lavana's true form. Winter was um, healing and, and reviving from the bloodimosis antidote. And she and Jason were going to recruit from the other sectors while Cinder and the people prepared to invade Artemisia and march to the capital. We are in Kai's perspective. And the first thing he thinks of, which makes me more swooning, um, (laughs) is how relieved he is that Cinder is alive. And I loved that in that chapter with him and Chris where he immediately was like, oh, my God, my girlfriend's okay. Thank you. Right, war and stuff. What's going on? I just it makes me so happy like the priorities he has. <laughs> oh yes. Mm-hmm.
0: His priority is Cinder, not his
1: country.
0: <laughs> I know.
3: I know.
1: And there's people out there that are gonna be like, Hmm, that's unprofessional, but not me. My heart is like, Yay, Cinder and Kai. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we we start off with Kai feeling a lot of him that we should, he's very relieved that Cinder is alive and okay. But he feels really guilty that he left Cress alone instead of helping her. He wants to do more for Cinder and her cause instead of participating in this stupid coronation. He's absolutely sick to his stomach thinking about making Lavana the Empress of his country. And I love where he says, I should have just faked another kidnapper. I love that. this whole thing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, like that would have been cool. Like I totally get. It's it's the equivalent of like you don't want to go to work or school, so you're like maybe I'm sick today.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm gonna have a sick day, mental health day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like pretty sure I have a migraine right now, or yeah. or a cough or something. Like I just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get a statue on page 658, chiseled muscle, chisel muscled moon god. Yeah, I want to know which god that is. <laughs> I de- I demand to know who this chiseled, chisel-muscled moon got. This is our entire information. Says, uh-huh. he spun around a corner, nearly toppling a statue of some chisel-muscled moon got. Kai grabbed the statue, writing it while his heart launched into his throat. That's it. We don't get any other um, descriptions of it. No. I'm going to Google yeah. it. Chisel-muscled. I probably should have done that already, but you know what? We're doing it now. Uh, the, only the only one that pops up yeah. is, Mong- is Pangu. No. Pangu. What did
0: you find? I mean, the only, like, moon gods, goddesses that I'm familiar with is, like, Egyptian and Greek mythology, and they don't yeah. quite
1: fit this <laughs> description. So there's a Chinese mythology moon god called Pangu, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, I'm very sorry. Um and then there's also one in uh this one might even be harder to pronounce. Um, there's also one from Syria. It's Y A R I K H. The pronunciation says U K R A U, and I don't know if that's accurate. I don't trust Wikipedia as much as I should. Um, So that's why I'm just gonna spell it. But those are the only two moon gods I can find when I Google, like, chiseled moon gods. Mm -hmm. So I don't know which Mm -hmm. one it is. Maybe it's one they made up. Maybe it's one of um, Lavana's like, ancestors, since they're the ones that started the the um, bioelectric manipulation ability. Maybe, like, one of their ancestors is considered a god now? I don't know.
0: Maybe? Oh, that's interesting.
1: I went meta yeah. with it. <laughs> I really yeah, do I was, need,
0: like, a lunar history from Marissa. I need that. I, there is one. It's just super brief, but it's on Yeah, the, I need, um, like, a textbook. Give me a textbook, Marissa. I need, like, a documentary
1: kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need a textbook or a Which. graphic novel. Like, yeah. Yeah, something um, more. Yes. And, and we will do an episode on the history of Luna that she shared. But if you're curious about it right now, you can go to MarissaMeyer.com. I love that when Kai finally meets up with the event planner, she says, Thank Artemis.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that too. Yeah. I was like, can, can we, we all start now? saying
1: that? <laughs> right, like we get so many people that owe my stars and thank the stars, but like I love that she's like, Thank Artemis because also we've seen a lot of Artemis on the moon. She's the she's a mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know, she's a Greek god of um animals and childbirth, yeah. right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's the goddess of the hunt,
1: childbirth, and then also the moon. And she's the daughter of Zeus, and if I remember correctly, she's the sister, not the sister, the twin sister of Apollo. Yeah. Right. She, Mm -hmm. we see a lot of her. Artemisia is named after her. They have an entire menagerie. There's a lot of um, unique animal concepts within their culture, Mm -hmm. like um, they have the menagerie where they collect very specific animals. They have the lunars constantly dressing up in animal inspired fashion. Yes. Which is not unique, like people wear leopard print on Earth and stuff, but they go like above and beyond with it on the moon. So I'm mean, gonna it's like Wait. having a live box glamour to be your scarf. Like that's weird, you guys.
3: Mm-hmm. just a
1: bit mm-hmm.
0: it's like the that's capital weird. in the hunger games yeah <laughs> it's
1: like that's very weird
2: I was, yeah i was just gonna say while we're still talking about statues and gods and stuff when kai knocks over the statue i was like these statues aren't like nailed down well here <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh
3: yeah,
1: because no, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so true. And yeah, they don't wait just like statues. Yeah, it's not very big. I've never definitely bumped into concrete. That stuff does not move. Right. I've bumped into the walls of my house, which are made of stuff that's not nearly as sturdy as concrete, and it does not move. It hurts me. hmm So yeah, this these are some poorly made statues, <laughs> but they are on the moon. They have limited resources. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Right, right. Also with the, this
1: isn't the hell I'm gonna die on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree with, with the, you that it's a little unrealistic. Yeah. Also with the thank you Artemis, it, I just love it because I am um, also a huge Percy Jackson fan. So like it just it just connects mm-hmm. really well. <laughs> so
1: yes, I love that. That's a good connection. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love um, so after the statue and Saint Artemis the event planner shows up, she fixes Kai's appearance. I love that Torin is in casual wear. Like I would be super happy to see Torin in like pajamas or something. <laughs> I think he would be cute like. <laughs> I think he would look great in pajamas or so like I'm just sure. lounge wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that Kai and Torin are so connected and so in sync that they're capable of having, like, such a minimalist conversation with really very few words and mostly just, like, facial expressions and context clues. Mm-hmm. I think it really shows the um, just why he's such a good advisor to Kai, because they do have that connection, and they can mm-hmm. have a conversation without actually needing other people to... to they can have a private conversation with, without any words.
0: Yeah. Right. Just through facial expressions and their eyes. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: love it. I, love I also them. like that. Um, it's a shame Lavanna looks so beautiful when her patriotism is a lie. Like, I find that to be so poetic that mm-hmm. if it for for example if it was Cinder, could she be just as beautiful, but even more so if the patriotism. For the Eastern Commonwealth was was there buried beneath everything.
3: Yeah.
0: Mhm. I want. Is what there happened? um? Is there like fan art of
1: this dress? Um. Probably, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's difficult with fan art because I ch- I really want specific things.
3: Mhm.
1: And um, a lot of times fan art is just fan art it's not necessarily um you know a specific scene or moment or time it's just like here's a picture of lana here's a picture of kai um i will say as far as fandoms go i think the lunar chronicles is probably one of the few fan art fandoms i've seen that's like the fan art is almost its own fandom outside (laughs) of that because it's just so magnormous and there's so much a detail and heart, and they do share scenes. Like I've had, I've had scenes on my Instagram of like literally with like bubble quotes, and it's basically like a miniature.
3: Mm-hmm. It's basically
1: like a miniature comic book of that one scene. So mm-hmm. there probably is. If you know of any, send it to me. Cause I'll share it.
3: Yeah,
2: I was just gonna say sometimes I have trouble visualizing things, and Levana's mm-hmm. outfit she's wearing here was one of those where I was like, oh, I wish I could draw <laughs> and I could, I could show myself what it looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it says she looked like a giant walking flag with mm-hmm. a row of stars along the base of her gown's hem and a white lotus blossoming across her side. She too wore a sash this in burnt orange on earth the color of the rising sun. Yeah, that is a little difficult. Um, how am I picturing it? I can't even describe how I'm picturing it in my head which is why I'm not an artist. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah, same time So I'm picturing like it says gown, so I'm picturing like a ball gown like Cinderella with the poop yeah. at the bottom. Oh. And I would say that like the last row of the ball gown is the stars, like just stars, and then from there it turns into the what the lotus and then orange at the top. so it kind of kind of um ombre where it fades from the blue the, from the blue stars to the white lotus and then orange at the top. like that's how I'm picturing it. Um, but even that's just hard to explain, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm typing Queen Lavana, coronation TLC. Yeah, it's just random pictures of, of Lavana in various outfits, but none of them matching that particular description. And then a lot of pictures of Angelina Jolie because a lot of people wanted her to be cast if there was a movie version. I think it's too late at that at this point. I don't think Angelina could do it anymore.
0: Yeah, she's probably um, too old. Not now. to like
1: be ageist, but too much time has passed. She's just mm. not an age that would be applicable anymore.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Give it another five years and her daughter could play the glamoured version of Lavana and she could <laughs> play like the true version of Lavana. Well, that yeah. I would be cool with um because Lavana is like it relaps well i was gonna say she's old she's my age <laughs> in, re- in reality she's 33 but she tries to make herself look like she's 21 but mm-hmm. she's my age she's-, she's like 33 so apparently i'm old <laughs> i'm as old as levana and Lavana feels really old. I, I really don't like that about myself. We're going to move past it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <we> move on. <laughs> no existential crisis for me. Um, I want to talk about, I think it's very surprising that Lavana isn't wearing gloves. She's especially in Paris. she's admitted that she often wears gloves because it's one less thing she has to glamour. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, is the reason she's not wearing gloves right now because it's not a part of the costume that she has to wear for the coronation? Is it an oversight on Marissa's part? Am I reading too much into the whole concept of people wearing gloves? Like, what do you guys think?
0: just um, probably, like, a conscious choice on her part to have, like, a costume. And, like, to show that how powerful she is. Right. I don't
2: know. Yeah. I wonder if she's just feeling very confident in herself, yeah. her control, not only on Luna, but now on Earth as well. And just, like, yeah, you can't touch me or
1: something. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. So in this scene, we have several things that happen. Lavana pretends their marriage is real, and Kai claps back as he should.
0: As he should. Sassy Kai is my should. favorite Kai.
1: <laughs> yes. Unless you want me to be physically ill during these proceedings, I suggest we change the topic.
3: Literally
1: clapping. But, and I hate this about myself, but there is truth in her statement. Our marriage union is final and binding. It is your choice how you react to the situation. She's not wrong. She's right. Yeah, she's right. (laughs) We are definitely married.
3: And it's
1: to him how he plays the next hand. Like, if he goes along with it or not, if he uses it to his advantage or not, like, that's all on him. Mm -hmm. She's trying to make the best of it because it benefits her more than it does him. Mm -hmm. but she's not wrong in what she says which you know just makes it all the more frustrating I think
0: yeah she's right
1: and I hate it (laughs) another thing I'm surprised about with her glamour he looks at the scar on her left arm from where she from where he stabbed her and like he gets so happy which yes please be prideful in your work that you because you deserve it don't negate that gift that you gave the world but (laughs) Why isn't she hiding it with her glamour? Is it just to show that, like, he can't really hurt her? I don't know. I don't know if she's, like, hopefully he'll see it and be ashamed. Maybe he'll feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I I have no idea. I genuinely, I don't know why she wouldn't cover it with her glamour. Because she doesn't seem the type to want the pity of someone feeling ashamed or guilty.
0: Yeah, I I don't think she'd want him to feel, like, pity or, like... Ashamed, just more like, "Oh, you tried to stab me and it didn't work." (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, right. Yeah, even earthen's no matter what you favor.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, why did they do this? I have a theory. (laughs) Instead of just being like Queen Lavanna Blackburn. They do this whole big show of her, like, title.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
1: want to know if we think that that's because of Sender. Like, I feel like the decision to include all of her, all of her titles in this moment is because she wants to, like, be like see this girl's name is cinder whereas my name is her royal majesty queen levana blackburn of luna direct descendant of first king cyprus blackburn and his imperial majesty like oh that's part of kai whatever um <laughs> i i want to say i think that she's feeling a lot of pressure about cinder's you know mm-hmm. attempt to overthrow her obviously she's trying to hide it but it's it's not as easy to hide as she might think And so, I wonder if she, if they were always going to include all of this, or if, like, Emperor Kai, it was just going to be Her Royal Majesty of Luna. And now she's like, you should put my descendant in there. Put direct descendant of First King Cypress Blackbird. Remind these people where I come from, why I'm the queen, and why this other girl should not be in here.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, and yeah, I know. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Her, yeah. the full title, I would assume, would always be a part of something like Coronation. But yeah, I think that direct descendant part was definitely added later because of mm-hmm. Cinder. Mm-hmm. And I
2: know this might be spoiler because I have read, like, the lunar history on um, Marissa Meyer's website. Um,. But I know it talks about Cypress Blackburn and how he was the first um, person born on Luna with the the ability to glamour. Um, So it was like yeah, we talked about
1: that in Ferris, so it's it's okay. It's not a it's not a spoiler because we already covered Ferris on the podcast. Okay, Um, okay, and and uh, there was a pretty big section in there about how. Channery was like spoiling the name of Cypress Blackburn because she was mm. too busy partying to think about the um, the real needs of of Luna. So yeah, no, that's a good point. That like part of the reason she wants to draw attention to this is because she wants to remind everyone, like, not only am I the true queen, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be here and having these incredible gifts and having the luxurious life that we have if it weren't for my ancestors to begin with. Right. Right. That being said, they also might not have had as much animosity with Earth if they didn't have these gifts over the last few centuries. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's hard to really give her the credit she's trying to take here. Right. Yeah. So we get a little bit of an... Not an information dump, but for some reason, Lavana is just like, Hey, BT dub, your little captain buddy showed up, and I'm gonna execute him. Also, your girlfriend's like mom and sister are here, and I'm gonna mess with them too. And do you remember your bestie with like the green eyes and the like really cute heart and the pretty girlfriend with red hair? I turned him into a mutant wolf and I invited him to the ceremony too.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: The moment where he recognizes Wolf. Oh,
1: Ah. my goodness. (laughs) Break my heart, why don't you? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. My heart actually
2: dropped when I read that, and I was like, oh, no. Oh.
1: So sad. Yeah. And it is really... It's really telling what Kai sees when he looks at it, because when he looks at him, because he said, this creature was wolf, but not. Mm -hmm. It was his friend, and he can recognize that it was his friend, but he doesn't know if the person that that he was friends with is still underneath it all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So let's talk about the beautiful ceremony that we have here. (laughs) Basically, it, it's, it's, it could be, honestly, it could be a very beautiful ceremony mm-hmm. if Livana wasn't the one who's a part of the ceremony, right? Yeah, if it wasn't um, Lavanna, it would be very Right. <laughs> but the main thing that I think is kind of, not necessarily heartbreaking, because it's all heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Kai really hoping until the very last second that Cinder will save them and prevent this from happening because I 100% when I was reading this the very first time like I remember vividly reading this book the very first time and being like wait they actually went through with this Mm -hmm. because I also Mm -hmm. thought someone was going to come in and stop it it was the same with their wedding I was like wait they really got married nobody like came in and was like stop the wedding and like pulled a Taylor Swift song I don't (laughs) (laughs) so I I want to know what you guys think about this about him like just hoping right up until the last second Cinder's gonna come Cinder's gonna save me Cinder's not gonna put me through this um and then he has to like deal with the fact that she doesn't come nobody saves him and he has to put his mother's crown on the evil queen's head
0: I think it's so relatable (laughs) because like I don't know if you're going through like I don't know, something difficult, there's not always gonna be, like, a a person or a thing or event that, like, saves mm-hmm. you. Even though you, you know, hoping and, and waiting and wishing that something will happen, it doesn't always happen that way. But, like, him still, like, holding on to that hope is so relatable.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was struck because you mentioned um, Kai's mom being the last to to wear the crown, her beauty being brought up in this. And just as you're talking about earlier, the the fake patriotism and fake appearance of Levana versus like the true beauty that Kai remembers from his mom. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the juxtaposition between those things also just makes it so sad and like, yeah, holding on to that hope until the very end even when it hurts tough.
0: I also thought that someone was going to come in and save him the first time I read this. Because that's usually what happens in, like, a story like that. Yeah. Like, someone comes in right at the last minute to
1: rescue or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But nope. And when that doesn't happen, it feels like all the more real i feel like it takes mm-hmm. you away for just a second of like wait but this is a story why don't we get the happy ending marissa she's like you all over again <laughs> and this is what i i always refer back to because i know in the later books people i've I've had listeners um and friends who've read the books and stuff that are like oh she went so hard in those last books like i can't believe some of the terrible things she did and i'm like Marissa killed her sister in the first like ten chapters. Like you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Like she right. didn't go hard in the last book without giving you she's some been kind going of contact. Hard. Like right. Like she killed sister. She killed grandma. She killed brother. Mom. Like she has gone Dad. hard before. Like yeah. She's she is not above. Not like above, but like this is not the first time where Marissa has like broken our hearts and blindsided us. But I know I've had that conversation where people are like, yeah, I couldn't believe all the twists and turns. And I'm like, I mean, they're great twists and turns, but, like, I totally believe it. Oh, yeah. She set us up from day one. She was like, oh, end of the first chapter, we're gonna kill this baker lady with the plague. That was the first chapter of the entire series, you guys. Like, the first (laughs) sentence is about her attaching and detaching her foot because she doesn't have a foot anymore. Like, no, Marissa set us up from the beginning. Marissa yeah, is, is not like, oh, I'm just going to randomly like cause death and carnage with no lead up to it whatsoever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not reading closely enough if you didn't notice it.
0: <laughs> I mean, it definitely escalates, but yeah, it's always, oh been yeah,
1: there. <laughs> it's always it definitely escalates, but it has also always been there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she affected her craft, you know. It's- oh, yeah.
1: And, you know, like, even just talking about it right now, I'm like, Ugh, when was the last time I read Sender? I should do a reread. Right. As a if the podcast about it is not enough for me. <laughs> so, the ceremony goes on as planned. Um, and uh, I want to point out that, again, Torin is just, like, the king of my heart.
3: Mm-hmm. We already
1: have had this like conversation before, but just to beat a dead horse. Kai is genuinely dealing with a lot of emotions. We already talked about that in the beginning of this chapter, but now he's putting the crown that belonged to his mother on the head of this horrifying, terrible person. Um and I think what is the nice twisting in the gut that's already been stabbed is Torin is also completely heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Torin never lets his facade come down. He's always reserved. Oh. He's always, like, the epitome of indifference and, and professionalism. And I feel like Kai sort of loses just a little bit. Like, maybe that last tiny shred of his childhood is officially mm-hmm. gone in this moment. Because even Torrent has been broken. Yeah. Right. Kind of like,
2: you know, when you see your parents, like, sob you know mm-hmm.
3: and just like mm-hmm.
2: you know, you're the strong one and now you know you're feeling this too you know it's kind of like that that breaking of like oh we're all being hurt you know
1: and that's incredibly heartbreaking to think that like that one moment of that one person's vulnerability because you've relied on their strength more than you realize
3: mm-hmm.
1: um is enough to to take away what little fragile strength you yourself had left and that's not necessarily fair to put all of that on torn shoulders But I do think that, like, just by default, the personality that he has lends him to be that pillar of strength and purpose Mm -hmm. for this entire series. I've said before, I think he's one of the only adults in this entire series that's, like, genuinely neutral and selfless in every Mm -hmm. situation. And this is, like, the first time where we see that kind of internalized.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Absolutely. We do have somebody interrupt the ceremony. It's beautiful. I love it so, 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 so much. The Craig coordinator. I so hopeful. <laughs> I know. He's like, thank God. Oh, we've been waiting this whole time for Cinder to burst in. But instead, the ceremony coordinator comes in and is like, there's an uprising. And I'm like, are you stupid? Who let this girl in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we already Bad know idea. there's an uprising, like. You're gonna announce it in front of everyone, like that is some private information you talk about later. You do not come in and scream it and announce it to everyone. This is as stupid as when Amory is like, Winter's the most beautiful girl to ever exist. Like, is this your first day? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> like, uh, who promoted you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like, who pro- you might not have had enough experience to get your position, you lied on your resume. There's even
0: that like line near the end of the chapter, like, like though surely it had not been her idea to bring the news, right? (laughs) Like it's not her fault.
1: (laughs) Someone else was dumb and sent her in there. I also love because this is basically where the chapter ends. They they do end up like going forward with the ceremony because Levana is like, I really don't care, like take this girl to the dungeons. I am done with everybody trying to ruin my moment. I am -hmm. gonna be Empress. Let's get this show on the road. Um, but I love that Kai is just so, so proud of his girl. Like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I just, she did warn you. I know. Yeah, she (laughs) did. He, like,
0: grins and is not even, like, hiding it. He's like, yes! (sighs) Yeah. Like my girl
1: told you she was coming. Yeah. <laughs> He's so proud. Uh, I love him. Yeah, so let's talk him. about our chapter titles for this one.
3: Um uh, Becca, do
1: you want to go first? Yeah. Um so
2: I'm really feeling for you, Bethany, having to pick chapter titles for
1: all <laughs> It's so hard, right? <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs>
2: So um, I chose You Don't Own Me Anymore by the Secret Sisters. Um, It's mainly just, like, a few lines in there, and it's mainly I'm thinking about from Kai's perspective of just feeling like, you know, Lavanna has been owning him and, like, dictating his decisions, um, you know, for so long, and just him saying, you don't own me anymore. Um, Yeah. Uh, when it when I think when, you know, he gets word of Cinder's uprising just all right, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, poor Olivia had to change her title because the song was already used.
2: No that's um, okay.
1: So you can spend as much time talking about it as you want. Okay. I owe you at least
0: that. So my new song that I picked is uh would have could have should have by the queen taylor swift herself <laughs>
1: well, <I'm> um, her. <laughs> um, i love anytime another Swiftie comes on here because i'm like see it's not just me you guys it's not
0: oh, just man. you <laughs> um and my other song was another taylor Swift song so it's not surprising that it was already chosen <laughs> um,
1: from the same album and era from,
0: too. from the same <laughs> yes <laughs> um Anyway, um I mean not everything, you know, fits, but I was thinking along the lines of like Levana and Kai's relationship um since the song is about, you know, Taylor's, you know, relationship with an older man um which is so it's just like gross. <laughs> yeah. Um but like especially the line like give me back my girlhood it was mine first like he's losing his boyhood in this whole circumstance there's a line about like dancing with the devil Lavana's is the
3: devil <laughs>
0: um or like i fight you um in my sleep like it's just <sighs> i also, hate <laughs> if i
1: remember exactly kai is 18 yeah, Pai 18, so Ty it almost
0: works perfectly. It's like
1: 18 and a half, so, like, it almost works perfectly with, um, with that line of... Yeah, at 19. You
0: know, like 19 yeah. Yes. And the is, like, what did we say, 33 or something?
3: 33, yeah. Same yeah, ages, so you know. She's my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's a good one. So I chose Riot by Three Days Grace, because I feel like the end of this chapter is, again, if this were a TV episode, right? Like at the end of this scene, the, the camera would pan out from the Palace and Artemisia and would do a drop to mm-hmm. uh, Cinder and everybody walking up to the palace. And I feel mm-hmm. like, this song like if you listen to this song let's start a riot like that would be a great song for them to like pound just it so away. Away. <laughs> yeah um but the lyrics work too you feel so empty so used up so let down if you feel so angry so ripped off so stepped on you're not the only one refusing to back down let's start a riot <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. The whole reason that all of these people are willing to follow Cinder so easily is because they feel empty and used and let down. And they're angry about how they've been stepped on for the last however many generations the Blackburns have been in in office and power. Um, And the whole reason that they're able to march together is because they're not backing down. Yeah, And they are ready to start a riot because when we get to those chapters, spoiler alert, this is a spoiler I think it's okay to spoil because duh, but like when we get to those chapters, it's like all hell breaks loose. Yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler because it's a story about war. Yeah. So like you know that the war is going to be like a war. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about our chapter quotes for this one. Becca, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah. Um. So my chapter quote is from page six sixty two. It's the people cheered. Well, the lunars cheered. The earthen's clapped (laughs) politely. (laughs) Politely.
1: Of course they did. (laughs) that. What else are they going to (laughs) do? Okay, Olivia.
0: Um. I picked. He should have faked another kidnapping. (laughs) on page uh, 657 because you know yes (laughs) he should have i don't know that it worked a second time but it's the thought that counts
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so my quote was please let cinder come a voice repeated in the back of his head, please let cinder come same same thing like how many ways can i get out of this I can't yeah. believe this is actually happening. Please tell me there's a way to get out of this before it actually comes to fruition. Yeah.
3: Very
1: he just time. breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. I this whole series. <laughs> <laughs> this whole series could be solved this with, like, series. a therapist, a hot chocolate, and lots of hugs. Like, somebody yes. please hug Kai right now. Yeah, when, when was, was like, the last time Kai, Kai got a hug? <laughs> hugged, right, like, Kai hugged Crest to comfort her, but when was the last time Kai got, like, a pat on the shoulder of like are you okay bud like yeah is anybody okay (laughs) okay so listeners take a break real quick and hear a quick word from one of our podcast besties hey guys my name's abby and i co-host the book life podcast with my best friend mo we cover fantasy sci-fi and historical fiction books and talk book related topics like our favorite character types world building and books versus their movies New episodes drop every Monday on your favorite platform. Now, back to your show. Okay, so let's talk about Chapter 79. We're in Cinder's Perspective. This is a pretty quick chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to give an overview and then we'll discuss it. What happens is Alpha Strom and Cinder are leading the charge. Everybody is on their way to Artemisia. The mutants are the first line of defense. Um, Jason and Winter are off spreading the word about uh, Cinder, and they're trying to get recruits before they get there. And um, we have the return of Igo. That's pretty much all that happens in this chapter. There's there's really not a lot going on. It's just moving the plot forward. The things I want to focus on, I, I want to focus on Alpha Strong, who from the very beginning has been the leader for all of these wolf people. But also he was very loyal to Scarlet. Like, as soon as she started bossing people, as soon as he saw in her what wolf sees in her, he was ready to let her take the lead. And he has sort of passed that trust and loyalty on to Cinder now. And I don't know if that's because Scarlet was like, hey, Cinder is worthy of this same loyalty, or if he saw it for himself within her um, yeah. But I do like that Alpha Strong. He's an Alpha, but mm-hmm. he's not. He's not above seeking the guidance of someone that he thinks should be a leader above him. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. Just another example of Cinder. You know, of of the Lunars being able to see Cinder as their true leader. Um,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So during their march, a holograph plays, giving them a play by play of their ceremony. And Kai's voice is is what stops Cinder in her tra- literally stops Cinder in her tracks. And it's kind of it's kind of like the moment where I think Cinder kind of, you know, like Kai was wishing that Cinder would come in and stop the ceremony. There's a part of Cinder in this moment that wishes she could have. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And it's like a little tiny connection between the two of them. Oh. Yeah. I love <laughs> that. And it's small, but it's there, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the mutants are getting restless, and Strom says they really can't wait anymore. They're trapped in the tunnels, um, and... There is a moment of, not panic, but apprehension, because Crest was supposed to unlock the barricades, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and they can't get through. So does that mean that they ran out of time? Does that mean that Crest was captured and couldn't open the barricades? Does that mean they still have time before they're going to open? Um, And this is like one of those moments where it's like she was really relying on that cyborg brain like she doesn't even know what time it is. Nobody is wearing a watch. Yeah, right. (laughs) I really noticed that
0: like, and I think she's realizing that too, like, oh my goodness. I have or just context, so
1: much like, they, know, they know when the ceremony starts, and they just saw the, the ceremony on the holograph, so, like, is there a context of time where they could be like, well, the ceremony started at 7, so it must be, like, 7.04 or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They just legit have no idea, no concept of time, which I find very, that's a big gap. That's That's mm-hmm. an oversight. I feel like time. I always have to feel- know what time it is, so
0: that would drive me crazy. Me <laughs> too.
1: That's yeah. true. I think i very, like, complacent on knowing what time it is, because I have my watch and my phone, so it's like, I always know what time it is. Yeah. So if I had to just be like, oh, I think it's such and such time, I would also probably be like, huh, I don't know. <laughs> so basically, I'm just judgy. <laughs> 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 uh, so Aiko is on the other side of the barricade. She says, hold up, it's going to be another minute where, you know, um, it's it's not quite time. It will be, but Crest didn't fail. Um, I want to talk about, she was, so last time we saw Aiko, she was with Cinder and Jason, and she allowed herself to be a distraction So that Cinder and Jason could get away with the antidote and go save uh, go save Scarlet and Cinder or Winter go save Scarlet Winter and that section from quarantine. And apparently, that entire time she's been at the med lab and they've been running tests on her until she pretended to die. (laughs) This poor girl, like, will somebody just leave her and her human beautiful body alone? Yeah.
0: She's had a lot going on. I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: poor, yeah. poor Aiko. She she breaks my heart too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause I feel like yeah. she's also been through enough.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, being being torn apart and put back together, you know, is something that Aiko's had to deal with for a long time with a lot of
1: people. Yeah, and yeah. even before she had this body, like. Audrey was dismantling her. Right. Yeah. I feel like she's just always. Nobody will take care of this poor girl except Cinder, of course, but you know.
0: Yeah. Just
1: Cinder. Just Cinder. Cinder's the only one that cares enough about Aiko. People should care more. They
0: should, because she's awesome. She is. uh... Thank
3: you. (laughs)
1: So, the end of this chapter is the return of the broken isn't the same as unfixable, which is perhaps the most quotable line in the entire series. You can bite me on that one. Mm -hmm. Because while the the quote once upon a time, like the the story starts with once upon a time even in the future, while that is a beautiful quote, it is actually from a promotional poster. It is not from the series. Marissa herself has been like, oh, I didn't know it was going to take off so much. So, I think And you can fight me on this, listeners. (laughs) I think the most quotable line in this entire series is broken isn't the same as unfixable. Oh, yes. And I would be interested to hear if there's another
0: one. Probably not. I can't think of another one.
2: Right. The moment I read it, I was like, ah, I have have heard that before many times.
1: (laughs) I've read that before. That has been places. You're
2: right. right
1: so the chapter ends with uh, the barricade coming down all the mutants go into soldier mode and Strom is disgusting um, because he's like yeah we're gonna go eat them yeah, right. yeah. I love it we will suck their marrow from their bones and drink their blood as if it were fine wine and I was like <laughs> good thing they're on our side it's like yeah it is because that's terrifying
3: yeah, yeah.
2: I imagine, like, Aiko and Sender both, like, taking a step away from him, like.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, and giving each other a look, like, oh my goodness. Like, are
3: you
1: okay? I don't know, are you? Like, Like, do we need a code word? Yeah, we should have a code word. (laughs) Yeah. Do you need a safe word? Let's have a safe word. Yeah. So let's talk about song choices for this one. Olivia, let's start with you.
0: Um, so, I chose One Day More from the musical Les Mis, um, cause it's just like a, um, the, the battle is about to start, you know, and there's all these different expectations of, like, if they're gonna win or not and what will happen, so it's just like a countdown of, like, it's almost here. <laughs> um because they're you know of course the there's a battle that's about to happen so we're getting ready
1: yeah so, yeah yeah I Becca, really-
2: how about you um i chose time after time by cindy lopper um yeah just Love them- that song, by the way yes yes uh just time seems to be a big thing in this chapter like you know is it time? You know, have we have we missed it? Has has Crest missed opening the gate? And then um, the ceremony starting, and then when Ico comes up and's like, "You can you can fix me again, Cinder." Right? And it made me think of the chorus. You know, if you're lost, you can look and you will find me time after time. If you fall, I will catch mm-hmm. you. I'll be waiting time after time.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Singing it in my head now. <laughs> So my, it's a really big title, and it has nothing to do with the song, so the song is about the lyrics, okay? Can't stress that enough. For the <laughs> entire, like, second album, follow up Boy had, they were dead set on, like, none of these titles are going to have anything to do with the song. I don't know why, that's just the role they decided to play. But the song is called, Our Lawyers Made Us Change the Name of This Song So We Wouldn't Get Sued. <laughs> really excited. Really excited well... by it's by Fallout Boy. It's from their 2005 album, um, which I think it's obviously that's not their first album, but I do think that's the album that made them more mainstream because that's the album that had Dance Dance and Sugar Were Going Down, which were huge hits for them. Yeah. Um, so the reason I like this one, brothers and sisters put this record down. Take my advice because we are bad news. We will leave you high and dry. It's not worth the hearing you'll lose. And the perfect line for this, because of the mutants, it's just past eight, and I'm feeling young and reckless. Like, as mm -hmm. soon as he was like, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go, that was, my brain was immediately thinking of that line. Um, We also have one suggestion from a Patreon member, Sumaya, who suggested Running with the Wolves by Aurora. And Mm -hmm. Patreon members will get to vote for those chapter titles. Let's talk about chapter quotes. Olivia, we'll start with you.
0: Um, can I choose the obvious one?
1: <laughs> oh, of course you can. We can pick um, that one as many times as we want.
0: Uh, yeah, obvious one. Broken isn't the same as unfixable. I think it's just so deep. It's such a deep quote because you're never truly like unfixable, and I love that. Yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> very good okay miss becca what was yours um so mine is from page
2: 667 i said um after five years of wishing she was like everyone else now she missed all the conveniences that had come with being cyborg and yeah Mm -hmm. i just like that you know even though cinder had all these you know what she saw as imperfections and what society saw as imperfections they'd really you know Helped shape her into who she is, you know. So,
1: yeah. The things sometimes it's the things we don't like about ourselves that end up being the most important things about us. Right. right. So true. Which is very hard to realize when you're a teenager, I think. Oh yeah, and Cinder like, is even out of context of this. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. so You get it more than anybody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm in my 20s I get it
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right when you leave your teenagehood is when you realize like whoa yeah. I was not prepared for what I thought my life was gonna be yeah
2: Wait, right I'm also in my 20s so I'm really feeling that hard right now <laughs>
1: <You> know, <laughs> yep. adulthood hits you like a brick and I'm very sorry for what you guys are about to go through but I will tell you, when you hit, like, late 30s or late 20s, early 30s, you kind of start to realize no one has their together, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, I was like, how do these people have everything together? How are they such grown up? Like, when will I feel like a grown-up? Never. The truth is, you will never feel like a grown-up. My mom is fifty-four, and she will tell you right now, she does not have her shit together, and she is not an adult. It's never going <laughs> to happen. Just give up on that goal. Love it. <laughs> so my quote was, "What a menacing bunch you are." First of all, it kind of sounds like a winter line, but it still works for Ico. Mm-hmm. Like, am I alone mm-hmm. in thinking that? No, you're not alone. <laughs> that kind of feels like a winter line, but it works for Ico because it's delivered in an Ico way. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But I just love that. Like we have all of this going on, and and Marissa is like, "Look, I know you guys have anxiety." I know you're stressed out. I'm going to give you a friendship reunion and a tiny bit of humor to break up the, you know, I'm going to give you some comic relief and a hug between Iko and Cinder before all hell breaks loose. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks, Marissa. (laughs) Back to anxiety. Yeah.
0: Now we go back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we are in Wolf's Perspective for Chapter 80. Thank you, because we never get enough Wolf Perspective. brilliant move on marissa's part to put this chapter in wolf's perspective
0: yeah it's really interesting
1: yeah this is the chapter where so far we've been like oh man everything's gonna hit the fan in a second this is where it happens this is where all hell breaks loose this is the very beginning of the end Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. so Lavana is now the empress which is disgusting gross <laughs> so gross like <laughs> gag, yeah, super yeah. super gag yeah. um, the revolution has officially begun and Levana is like I'll take care of this and Kai is like I'm the king and they're like who cares that's basically what happens <laughs> in this chapter so let's talk about some things that are really important we are in Wolf's perspective remember like the last time we saw Wolf's perspective he was adapting to being the thirst of blood and being this new creature, his his face being deformed and completely changed, his mindset being conformed. But he still remembered Scarlet's voice and he still remembered tomatoes. Which the proof of their love, you guys. Yeah. Um It's interesting that he notices how unhappy Kai is. Uh-huh. Like to me, that's not something you would expect a mutant soldier in this position to notice. It's like, it's like a reminder of that our wolf is still in there. Yeah. Right. Like, he's still
0: noticing things that, like, wolf would notice.
1: Right. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Kai hesitates, hopeful for even just up to the very last second that someone will stop it. But it so doesn't So heartbreaking. heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, Donna becomes Empress, and then, like, a second later, somebody screams. I'm like, really? You're, you're too late.
0: Yeah, you mm-hmm. should have, you know, a few seconds before. Thank you. Please and thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really want to talk about Wolf. Wolf mm-hmm. has been recently altered to serve the queen, and yet the first thing he thinks of is, I want to kill this bitch. Like as soon as sure. he gains control of his body and everyone is distracted, he's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna stab her in the neck." <laughs> like, okay, but I thought like the whole point in making you a mutant was like to taunt Cinder, yes, but also to make you more loyal to the Queen. Mm-hmm. Why are you ready to like stab her? He where even has the end- thought I understand
0: this. before where he's like, he would devour her heart. <laughs> yeah, if like, he
3: where ever had the chance. From?
1: It's like, dang, okay. <laughs> Somebody explain this to me. My brain cannot get wrapped around this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have an explanation for me? Oh no. <laughs> okay, so my canon is that one of the scientists who conducted his mental alterations was secretly a cinder stand and put this little nugget in there so that so that we would have an edge up. Um, I have no proof of this it's just like what I want to be the truth and we don't have another explanation so I'm rolling with it yeah oh. Yeah. I like I like that <laughs> yeah so uh, as much as he wants to kill Lavana, a does stop him Cinder mm-hmm. has her little speech playing and she gives Levana 10 minutes to surrender Kai is so proud and it makes so me so proud of happy. her. <laughs> he does show visible concern for Wolf. Mm-hmm. Which we kind of saw a hint of in the last chapter from his perspective, where he was like, oh, I wonder if this wolf is the same wolf that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he feels that a little bit here. Like, we don't have his perspective, but I think he saw Wolf try to stab Levana, and he was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, maybe didn't lose him. He just looks different. Alright, alright. Maybe he is some th- somewhere in there. Right. Levana yeah. claims the whole thing is a trick. Wolf remembers that Avery is the one who killed his mother, so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna rip his throat out, too. Yes. I love Avery coming in and trying to explain everything, like, diplomatically and in full sentences, and Levana is like, spit it out. What?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> she's so impatient is, She,
1: she's like we do not have time for this like oh, just tell me, me what's going it's on like, um, because I feel like Amory does it is, it is kind of like get to the point right
3: mm-hmm.
1: it informs that since the security breach occurred our system has been neglecting to relay information from the tunnels like quickly Amory they're inside the city <laughs> okay so you could have said they're inside this is like the equivalent of this meeting could have been an email yes right <laughs> they're inside the city could was turned into like a four a four sentence paragraph by by he was, yeah he was
0: trying yeah. the political diplomatic approach and it didn't really right work out for him it was
1: like we don't have time for this <laughs> So the revolutionaries are inside the city. All of the not all of them, but a good portion of the Earthen soldiers are on Earth. Um or some of the soldiers are actually with the cyborg. So like mm-hmm. they're not helping us either. Mm-mm. Right. We do have a bit of a whoopsies moment. It's a callback. A few chapters ago, Crest was like, oh no, I lost my port screen in the control room because I accidentally grabbed the gun instead. That could have been a throwaway line because then she talked to the guard and the technician and she tried to convince them to join Cinder's side. But as it turns out, they found the port screen and they know it's Kai's.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. So, oops, I love that. I love oh. his response.
0: He's just like, Oh, I wondered where that was. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I so 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 much. He's I like, just was wondering him. where that. Was, I was wondering where that had gotten off to. Here I sit all morning looking for it, and he's like oh, trying oh. not to smile. I love it. I love Cassie Kai. Is there a That's so My, my Guy song? <laughs>
3: Like, sassy
0: fictional boys will always get me.
3: They yes. Love, me. <laughs> love it.
2: Kai's reaction and then Lavanna's over the top, like, what What do you want? Spit it out. Just like. Combined <laughs> <laughs> comedic in like this very tense moment. And I just love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank
1: you, <Marie>. So true. <laughs> so
0: true.
1: I really love how Lavanna like totally loses it here. Mm-hmm. Like, she goes from like, this is enough. I am done with this. The celebration is over. I mean, <clears throat> you stay here. Um, I will take care of this. Just, uh-huh. uh, these are my people. This is, um, yes. I'm gonna go take care of it. <laughs> I don't believe that she has a chance in hell. It's fine. It's like, it's a little late for you to keep your cool. You've right. already you already. You already lost it. <laughs> that scene in Hercules when. <laughs> Hades' hair goes on fire and he's like ah, I'm cool, i cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm cool. that is what I picture Lavana right now that's a good comparison good.
2: remember your breathing exercises Lovana, remember your breathing exercises
3: yeah. <laughs> what happened to my management eating <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I love earth I love earth you guys have to stay here. I'm gonna go take care of this. Like, no, I love it. These are um. What is they? What do they say exactly? Where does it say? He says something like, "Perfectly, this isn't our war, right? Oh, you can't expect us to stay in this room while the palace is under attack. This is your war, not ours."
3: Mhm.
1: Thank you. He's the right. <laughs> The actual war that basically Earth and Luna have been in a cold war that we haven't seen since Russia. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is like a legit you blink first for the past like hundred years. Yeah. The actual war, the actual fighting, the actual threat right now is is a is a civil war on Luna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a hundred percent right. Like this is not Earth's problem. This is your problem. We came here for a wedding and a ceremony we had both They on yeah. we were here home. for a good time but it was a <laughs> second time right like we held up our obligations now it's time to go home. I have to feed my dog like let me go home
0: yeah I got plants
1: to water I you know <laughs> I gotta get back to work like I used up all my vacation time yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so I really um I like, again, this is why I like that we're in, in wolf's perspective, because the man that speaks has a European accent,
3: mm-hmm. one
1: similar to Scarlet. So we have all of these tiny little clues that he's still the wolf we know and love. He remembers Scarlet. He remembers the to- the tomato. He notices Kai's emotions and reactions. He's ready to kill the queen that we have no, we don't have a great explanation for that other than my headcanon, which somebody write me this. To- the fan fiction of i would love that um but again he remembers scarlet it's tiny you guys it's so 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 quick Mm
3: -hmm. the man Mm -hmm.
1: had an eat had an earthen european accent and a vision of the red-haired girl flashed through wolf's thoughts he frowned that's it that's like the only mention of scarlet but it's there but it's there She is there it's way more than like we ever
0: saw with Peta and Katniss after
1: he was hijacked. God, I love Peta, though. <laughs> I love Peta. I love him, too. Also, I would marry Josh Hutcherson. I had a huge crush on him when I was younger, so yeah. it was also just, like, good casting. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Lavana says, I'm defending my kingdom and my people. I'm the best. I'm out of here. And despite the title of king, Kai is, um, what's the right word, Ca- not captured, isolated, trapped, Kai is left behind with all the other Lunars, like, yeah. and Earth. they're trapped, I was thinking there might be a better word, but they're trapped, they're being, they're being withheld, or restrained, or whatever, I feel like I'm, I'm right on the cusp of a word I want to use, and I just don't know what it is. Like, hostage? Thank you. Brilliant. Yes. Hostage. They are being held captive. Golly, that took a long time. Would you believe I have degree in this crap? Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about chapter titles. Becca go first.
2: Yeah. Um, so I chose Sixteen Tons by Tennessee Ernie Ford. Um and the song in its origin was written to be to talk about like the plight of co workers. In uh West Virginia in that area um and this the first line struck out to me a lot um as as thinking about Wolf and you know him being controlled by Lavana and all this stuff that's happened to him because he was just like a normal citizen of Luna that could be exploited by the by the upper classes, but anyway, the first line says. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. Um, so, yeah. That's a good one. Olivia, what was
0: yours? Um, I mean, this one was a little hard, but <laughs> I chose um, Fight Song by Rachel Platton. Um, and with the, like, wolf angle, too, because the song's about, like, you know, fighting and taking kind of back your life, um, and there's a couple lines about, like, oh, I'm in too deep, like, I miss my home, or whatever, but there's, like, still, like, fire in my bones, um, and, like, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna fight, and I'm gonna take back my life, so he's like you kind of see the hints of that in wolf and and how he remembers scarlet and how he's attacking the queen that he's like he's still in there and he he wants and he's trying to fight back
1: so there you go love it so i chose. because apparently I was on a fallout boy under the cork tree. <laughs> um, I chose get busy living or get busy dying by fallout boy. I think I, I know I've said this a couple of times, so I won't harp on it too hard, but I think this is the perfect chapter to give us in Wolf's perspective.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that the lyrics of this song are one of the reasons Why? Um, this has been said so many times that I'm not sure if it matters, but we never stood a chance. If you are the shores, I am the waves, begging for big moves. I know this hurts, it was meant to, but your secret's out, and the best part is, it isn't even a good one. Wolf has been put through so much. Basically, since they kidnapped him when he was, like, five years old. Which, even before that, he was living in poverty with parents that were overworked and, and underappreciated. hmm And I feel like every time he gets one step forward, they put him back. Yeah. But right now is an opportunity for him and everyone else to get over, to move past all of that. and. It feels like they never stood a chance. It feels like they never mattered. It feels like they've been screaming for years to get better treatment, better uh, living conditions, be- more power for back from the capital and its people, and finally, finally someone is listening to them. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about quotes for this one. I'm actually going to have Olivia go last because she has four <laughs> quotes, i <laughs> have multiple options so yes yeah, so, go I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go like back at me
2: and then olivia so becca go ahead all right so my quote is from page 678 um it says absolutely not lavana sieved these are my people this is my kingdom i will not abandon them now And when I read this, I was like, ooh, if this had come, like we talked about this whole episode, if this had come from anyone else, especially Cinder, this would be amazing. Like, amazing queen, amazing leader. But because it comes from Lavana, it's just so, ugh, so misplaced and gross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: So, my quote. (laughs) My quote was from page 679. When the queen beckoned him to follow, he did. Despite how he wanted to stab her, despite how he remembers Scarlet, despite the fact that some part of him still cares for Kai, he has that fear of what will happen to him if he does not obey.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So when when he's told to follow, he knows the consequences of if he doesn't. And despite the fact that he doesn't want to be there, he also doesn't want to deal with the pain of her disapproval. So when she fought, when she beckoned him, he does follow. Which just poor baby wolf. Wolf needs a hug too, you guys. They <laughs> all need hugs. <laughs> oh my god, Wolf has not had any kind of um uh, affection since going through this horrible, violent, grotesque, and mentally exhausting modification.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, where's Scarlett? This poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Miss Olivia, let's talk about some of your quotes, or all of your quotes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pick one.
0: Um, uh, I'm gonna go with the the next person who uses the word cyborg, in my presence will be losing a limb. <laughs> Um, I just thought it was so funny, um, and that, like, you have, like, whoever uses the word cyborg is gonna lose a <laughs>
3: and thus become
0: a cyborg. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Right. Another
1: Lavana quote. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, because you got a lot. Oh, <laughs>
0: Um, there's the by by the emperor's expression he could have been accepting a vial of poison Um, yes (laughs) poor Kai Um, and then the one I mentioned before if he would devour her heart if he ever had the chance uh, or he would devour her heart if he ever had the chance which is pretty morbid but it's wolf, so...
1: Morbidity doesn't make it any less accurate.
0: Yeah, it's accurate. Um, and then the last one is just the one with Kai in the port screen, where he's like, I was wondering where that had gotten off to. <laughs> oh,
3: man. Oh, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Silly port screen, so wandering off like that.
1: Yeah. Always a bait me. <laughs> oops oh, that was true. <laughs> Love hi there were zero easter eggs because you guys were getting to the end i keep getting emails of like why aren't there any more easter eggs you guys there's only like we are on chapter 81 of a 97 chapter book like we're running mm-hmm. out of six Yeah. Wow. also moving forward the patreon and i have been talking well you guys know because you're on patreon and the Discord, but Moving forward after winter, the Patreon and I have talked in great length about no longer being spoiler free. Instead, we would kind of do a YA book chat um, format where we would have a spoiler section at the end of every chapter. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It's really hard to be spoiler free. Number one, it kind of does take a tiny bit of the fun away. Number two, yeah. we're at, like, these books have been out for over a decade. I know that, like, Gilded and Cursed came out last year, so they're still new, but by the time we cover them on the podcast, they'll have been out for, like, five years, Mm -hmm. so I really don't think the spoiler thing is going to be, just moving forward, it's not feasible, it's just, it's too difficult, so after winter, we're probably, I, I think I said I would leave it up to Patreon, but we're probably going, but the consensus so far from members that I've talked to, um, so far, has been, okay, we'll just have a spoiler section at the end of every episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which guys, you guys are Patreon members, which one were you in favor of?
0: I like having the spoiler, bit because then you can, like, connect and talk about things and Easter eggs and foreshadowing and, like,
1: Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same for me. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had anybody on Patreon be like, no, we should stay spoiler free. I haven't had anyone say that yet. So I'm thinking it's probably going to, we're probably going to go that route. So the bonus word hair appeared five times and the bonus word scars appeared once. Next time we are going to cover winter chapters 81 through 83. Uh, Olivia, Becca, where can people find you on social media if they would like to do so and if you feel comfortable sharing?
0: Um, so you can find me at Olivia Zell Crochet, uh,
1: mm-hmm. where I've
0: been posting, um, you know, my crocheted stuff. Recently, oh, been, Taylor
3: Swift.
0: Yeah, recently been, I've recently been making Taylor Swift era dolls. So I need that's money been really so can, fun. Like, order one of
3: these.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, everyone that I've talked to. Um, who knows that I'm going to her concert in July? Is like you should bring dolls to the concert
1: and sell yeah. them for like a ridiculous yes.
0: amount of money. Do it.
1: <laughs> I would pay like fifty bucks for that, if not more. Do it. Yeah. I know people would pay like hundreds of dollars. Do it. Oh, Swifties are okay. insane.
0: They would pay a lot of money. I feel like. Right. Like get
1: your get your money's worth for those tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll pay <laughs> off the tickets.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah. I make. Taylor Swift dolls, character dolls, stuff like that. I also post a lot about books sometimes, things I'm watching, stuff like that. So, there you go, if you like books and Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Becca, did you want to share anything?
2: Um, I have an Instagram, but I'm really not very active on it at all. But I am way more active on Goodreads. Um, So my Goodreads is goodreads.com slash B-E-K-A-D. So Becca D. Yep, goodreads.com slash Becca D. So if anyone is interested, I am way more active on there.
1: Okay. I am super active on Goodreads, so. I use that religiously. (laughs) I know. I'm like, how do people? Die? I've met people, and they're like, "Oh, I don't like Goodreads," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know why I take that as a personal offense, but I kind of do." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm one of
0: those people who uses Goodreads re- religiously, and then also has a notes on my like phone and computer of
1: all the books I read that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I do both. But I think
1: Becca. I don't remember if I follow Olivia, but I feel like Becca and I follow each other. On Goodreads. We
2: might. I definitely will have to check on that once we finish recording. So yes. Yeah,
1: I know. For some reason, I'm feeling like I remember reading your name on there. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just constantly like updating what I'm reading or what my current read is. Uh
0: huh. Adding books to I my can't to remember. read.
1: Do you know are currently reading?
0: Oh no, I don't
1: think so. I think we skipped that. Should we go ahead and think do it? Yeah. yeah, what are you guys currently reading? I can't believe I forgot that. That's, like, one of my favorite segments. You know what? It's just at the end today, so what are you yeah, guys currently reading?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really busy at the moment, because um, I'm about to move, and I've been doing, like, a group exhibition project, because I'm in Museum Studies Master's Program, so I'm really busy right now, but... I did just finish um, the Inheritance Games trilogy, which Ooh. was really good. Highly recommend. Lots of cool twists. Um, lots of intrigue. Lots of cool, like, yeah, mystery things. Um, really good books. Highly recommend. So I just finished those. So those are good. Nice.
2: Um, I am reading... I have my toes dipped in a ton of books right now it's kind of overwhelming i work at a public library so it's very dangerous for me to be at work surrounded by sorry sorry feel you there but two of the books i'm focusing more on right now um one is the hidden lives of owls by lee calvez i don't know i was just really thinking about owls a lot a few weeks ago and i put it on hold so now i'm here reading about owls um And then I'm reading Um, Women of Hope, Doctors of the Church by Terry Polakovic. Um, And so these are just four women um, in the Catholic Church who've had a profound impact on Catholic theology and in their writings have just really influenced the Catholic Church. So yeah, those are two books I'm reading right now.
1: It's hard to explain what I'm currently reading because it doesn't matter what I'm currently reading because Tomorrow Cherished comes out or cherish comes out which is the final book in the craze series which -hmm. means tomorrow my entire life is going to stop
0: yeah except for
1: reading that book that was me with with cursed (laughs) yeah i was like i took the day off work quentin is deployed which for the first time is actually a good thing because that means nobody will be
3: no one's gonna um, bother you
1: (laughs) no one's gonna be in my way while i try to get this done um, but for right this very moment, I'm reading The Chemistry, uh, or The Chemist, by Stephanie Meyer. But I'm actually almost done. I've got, like, three chapters left, so. And it's okay. It's her first and only adult novel. Um, huh. And you can tell that she usually writes for teenagers. Cause, <sighs> um, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> even though I got things mixed up, thank you both for being here.
3: I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> um, you can find links for our guests and future fan artists in the show notes of this episode. Follow on Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you'd like to support the podcast. You can also check out Patreon for a chance to be a guest on an episode with me and more fun perks like making decisions about everything and <laughs> getting to have your input. <laughs> Um, And that's it for today. So keep reading, keep listening, and until next time, don't get glamour. Bye. 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 The clips you heard today were from Rebecca Soler's performance of Winter by Marissa Meyer, in Macmillan audiobook production. The music you heard was from Denise Williams' performance of Let's Hear It for the Boy. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guests were Becca and Olivia. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening!